Everybody, Bruce Hilliard on the Better Each Day podcast. Joe Lewis Walker is one of the greatest bluesmen of his generation. He's a four-time Blues Music Award winner and a 2013 Blues Hall of Fame inductee who has appeared on multiple Grammy-winning albums. He is known worldwide as one of the genre's top musical trailblazers. His new album, Blues Coming On. What's going on, Joe Lewis? I have to ask the obvious question. How are you dealing with the pandemic stuff going on? Are you staying busy? Well, you know, uh, I don't think very many musicians are staying busy doing what they want to do, you yeah. know. I mean, we can't even be in a room and rehearse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, to be quite honest, you know, I mean, I guess um, about the biggest I am right now, but I had a good thing with the record coming out and all that. That sort of, you know, kept me kept me sort of focused, you know what I'm saying? And and uh, we're building a garden, we're getting a garden in the backyard. My wife's doing most of that. So that's, you know, sort of to keep me uh, occupied. But, you know, all of us musicians, we've been keeping our eye on the, on the, on the, on the little ball that's going to open the door that's going to let us go back to doing what we do. But it doesn't look like it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's moving all the time. Everything's changing. So, just got to be adaptable, you know, and uh, hope for the best and expect the worst. And there's a lot going on. It's really pivotal time in history. It's uh, amazing. Long time coming. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, it's uh, everything is like a perfect storm almost, you know. Um, we just uh, keep our fingers crossed that, you know, there's not any, you know, um, natural disasters. Because right now we're... We're just about pulling every way, every which way to loose, you know. So we start getting natural disasters. We, we're going to have a, like tornado season and stuff like that. You know, it's just going to exacerbate things. So we keep our fingers crossed, you know, and hope for the best. That's about all we can do. Yeah, he keeps he keep hearing we're in this together. Right? That's really redundant. We always are, but it really kind of brings it to the forefront, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's redundant. Yeah. <laughs> so your new record, Blues Coming On, you've got everybody in the world on there. Almost. <laughs> yeah. I, I just uh, had uh, Shirley King on, and you, you played on her new one, too. So uh, small world. And, and you have Lee Oscar. He was on the show, oh, gosh, a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I am, you know, I'm, I was really fortunate to have this great, great artist, you know, be able to, to, have the time to do this, you know. Uh, it, it's, it, I started started recording this record in 2015, and you know I had to wait for everybody's schedules to open up to to get everybody. You know, at one point Yama would be open for a day or two, and then yeah, can't do it because I have to go somewhere. And then you got to wait another six months, eight months, ten months. Now I'm that day for. So, you know, it, it's, um, I, I'm just glad that we're able to get everybody, uh, get it down and, and get good performances from everybody and that everybody felt good about what they did, you know, and that, that's important that everybody who contributed, I want everybody to feel good about what they did. And it's great. I, I've been listening to you all morning, so I'm hopping along with Seven and Seven Is. It's a cool song. Yeah. Where did that one come from? Yeah. Well, that's an old, um, I don't know if you're aware of a group called Love. Um, in the 60s, they were 
big psychedelic group, uh, psychedelic and all kinds of stuff, you know. And so I used to see them perform at the Fillmore Auditorium where I'm from, originally San Francisco oh, area. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, they were um, one of those groups that was, uh, how I can put this, um, I would see all the other groups come. I mean, I'd see the Yardbirds and all the English guys come and the, uh, uh, the Cream and all these guys. And I'd see all the older group guys. And the way Bill Graham would have the shows, you'd have three different different style of musical acts. You'd see the Grateful Dead and uh, and um, Howlin' Wolf and, and uh, uh, U.S. Secure or something. Or you'd see the Jefferson Airplane and, and uh, Muddy Waters and uh, Love <laughs> featuring Arthur Lee. And so um, uh, I know a lot of the guys that play in the Bay Area because that's where I'm from, basically. And I lived around the corner from the dad's house and all that. But so I know, you know, Yorma, Jack, and, and guys like that. Um, but I never, you know, they were they were getting really well known, you know. And uh, but when Arthur Lee and Love came, precursor before Jimi Hendrix came to Fillmore, I could look at Arthur Lee and I could aspire to be Arthur Lee. I couldn't aspire to be Eric Clapton. That door was closed to me but I could aspire to be Arthur Lee. And uh, another guy came up under Arthur Lee, Jimi Hendrix did, and, you know, he came out with Arthur's wardrobe and, and they collaborated. And, and so Jimmy won, sort of aspired to be Arthur Lee, but he, Jimmy went somewhere else. But if you like, you can even Google the BBC sessions with Arthur Lee and Jimi Hendrix, you know, doing songs and stuff. It's not that great of a, uh, a CD. So that's, that was one of my heroes. Let's put on seven and seven is featuring Arlen Roth and Charlie Harper from UK Subs.
And so um, when Arthur Lee came to town, uh, I'd make it a point to go see him. I'd see all the other groups, too. I mean, I've seen, must have been 20 different versions of Yardbirds, you know, with Jimmy Page, without Jimmy Page, with Jeff Beck, without Jeff Beck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I've seen them with Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck. You know, I mean, the English guys were, you know, they, they they had a home in San Francisco. You know, I mean, they it really, you know, everybody, Seawood Mac, the original Seawood Mac I'm talking about, you name it, all of them, you know, they came to San Francisco and played Creams and and uh, Joe Cocker and Spooky Toots. And I've seen them all. Wow. And it was great. It was great, great, great energy, great energy. And, and it was really good to be able to see them on, on the shows with the older blues guys. And some of the psychedelic groups, because you are in jazz group, because you've seen the, a little bit of the camaraderie, you know, especially with the English guys coming over playing blues and rock and roll. They were just so appreciative. They were really, really like it was like a fathers and sons thing, you know. Um, uh, and 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 it was a, really a good, good camaraderie there. And even the psychedelic groups, they they were doing stuff like. Every time you see it, be New Year's Eve, every New Year's Eve would be the Grateful Dead and the Nevilles combined because they were sort of jam bands, yeah. you know. So you'd see that all the time. Yeah, and that was, that was cool. They, they, yeah, so many people that they'd be playing at the Oakland Coliseum, you know, day of the green. That's kind of a crazy lineup, too, when you think about it. You know, I think back to AM radio when we were kids, and uh, the playlist would go anywhere from. Uh, well, you mentioned Hendrix, but the next song might be. The Cow Sills, and the next song might be The Supremes, and the next song might be Steppenwolf. Yeah. That yeah. was just wow. But we didn't know any different, so it was okay. If somebody played like that yeah. now, they'd think yeah. you were on acid or something. Well, yeah, yeah. But, well, you know, when we were living at, at the time, we invented FM. We invented FM radio. So you didn't have to play every song. It didn't have to be three minutes and two seconds or 20, 20, uh, two yeah, minutes yeah, and 50 yeah. seconds. So. Yeah, so they started playing uh, album cuts when I'm from San Francisco and barely they started playing uh, um, I remember the longest one, the first one was Creedence Clearwater. Um uh, I can't I can't remember the name of the song. No, 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 Born no, in the no, Bayou. No, no, no. That's it. Yeah, that thing was like thirteen minutes of long. one chord. And boy, it was it was a hit. You know, then they started playing nothing but album cuts. Yeah. Because the, 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 the disc jockeys had the freedom to, um, to to play what they wanted to play. And, you know, it was your show. You brought the records in, you played what you wanted to play. And usually the disc jockeys were connected to, you know, they, they, were, they were the same generation as the listeners. And there was no corporate, you know, uh, 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 things at that time. There, you know, so you, you the disc jockeys could could turn you on. I mean, they could play the B side of something and make it a hit record yeah. if people like it. You know, and, and yeah, and I mean, I think they did that a lot. You know, a lot. And a lot of times, the B side of the record was great. You know, so it was a it was a different era. Uh, era. It was always my impression that. A lot of that came from San Francisco. That was like the epicenter of music at that point in time. Yeah, it was. Well, I put it like this: you know, if you just have, if just the people in the Bay Area just stayed in San Francisco. I'm, I'm from San Francisco. Bobby Weir's from San Francisco. Bobby's born in Spain. Uh, 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 I'm born in. Jerry Garcia's from the Bay Area. Uh, John Chipolino from Quicksilver. Method. Flatstone from the same neighborhood I'm from. Uh, uh, 
power powers right across the bridge. So if it was just those people, it would have been enough music already. But then you had all the people came from the East Coast who were tired of of whatever the the they wanted to to live their life. They wanted to grow their hair. They wanted to maybe be in a relationship, in a racial relationship. They might have wanted to uh, 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 be gay. They might have wanted to be, and you could do that in San Francisco. You could do whatever you wanted to do. There was no part of San Francisco you could not walk into, you know. So and when when you got guys coming from England, they would stand for months at a time. You got guys coming from uh, moving out from New York, you John Hammond and. Bob Dylan moved to L.A. and because it, it was just so cold on the East Coast, you got all the guys coming up to Chicago with the with Paul Butterfield Blues Band and all those guys moving out. And, and so you had just uh, uh, guys leaving Boston, Justin Colin Young, and all, so you just had an exodus, just a straight up exodus of people leaving uh, to 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 um, live their own lives the way they wanted to live them. And and I think that San Francisco afforded the Bay Area afforded so many people that freedom where they did if if you you know if you had long hair and you were in in you know in in certain places down south or you know just to be honest you know if you were in a racial couple certain places down south and certain places certain, not just only down south if you were gay or something something you know you you get we we call it a hassle you you get hassle mm-hmm. you know and so you know um it's just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, case to the point, read, read Keith's book, Life, where he's saying the stones are traveling through the South for the first time, and people are just looking at him like, you know, if we get a chance, we're going to kill you. Oh, <laughs> you know? and all, all the English guys, every English guy knows that, you know, man, when we came to America, we just had no idea how upset it was. I mean, they seen it on the TV, but what's going on at the time and but they said just to experience it, you know, because those guys they had long hair, they like, you know, certain musics that weren't accepted sometimes in America. Uh that's why you know, the Beatles and the Stones reintroduced the blues here a lot. A lot of blues. The Beatles reintroduced America to Chuck Berry, really, and Little Richard and all that. Yeah, I mean just got to say we're here. So I uh, but they were just taking a back. Um
So, so we're we're sort of, you know, whether it's wearing a mask now yeah. <laughs> to bring down COVID, whether it's whatever it is, it seems like we're, we're living in George Orwell's um, uh, society or Clockwork Orange to where uh, it's really it's it's you can have your own opinion. But you can't have your own facts, you know. And, and unless we're unless we're all um, uh, uh, um, working on the same set of facts, like like right now it's three fifteen where I live at Nutsley in, in off the Hudson. It's not ten fifteen. <laughs> it's three fifteen. So no matter who says it's ten fifteen, yeah, you know it's not. But it seems like. Really nice. you but music to me has always been kind of on a level playing field to me anyway i don't know i've met people from all over the place especially with blues i met a guy when i was in college and i was uh, studying in a, at wsu and we got a guy from mississippi his name was jimmy washington and he played saxophone and i couldn't understand him with his accent and everything when he spoke but when we played blues together it was like we've been playing together our entire lives yeah well music brings us together you know um and and, and not only does it it, it it gives you hope it's cathartic um it's it's one of those things where you know when you see a band with with lady female male it might be Hispanic in the band, African American, uh, uh, Caucasian American, and, and and they're all friends. They're all tight. They've all been spending time in a room together, traveling together. They bond, you know. And and then when they go on a stage, people say, you know, it 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 affects everybody, you know. So that that's the thing that music does. It brings us all together, you know. Um, that's the musicians, the business, the music business. Uh, uh, is just as um, it has the same issues as any other mm-hmm. business in America. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a privilege in this business that is way over the top. Uh, you know, I mean, just just forget it like this. 
Let's go back and listen and look when Little Richie would let out Tootie Fruity already. A week later, Pat Boone would let it out. Oh, God, it was awful, too. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and, and the thing about, or uh, you know, even if it was good, you know, can you imagine if you're Big Mama Thornton and you record Hound Dog, it's almost ready to sell a million copies. Then somebody else comes along two weeks later, and your stops getting played. And they just play this other person's all the time. And it's like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa let me, <laughs> you, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, so you, you, you sort of I, look at it at that, and, and you say, you know, myself is that, you know, if it wasn't for Elvis Presley, a lot of people wouldn't know what, you know, uh, uh, rock and roll was, because they, because the, the real rock and roll, the old before rock, it was probably Louis Jordan and Ike Turner, the guy who really invented it. You know, Ike Turner with the with the amps falling off the off the car. Creating fuzz tone and all that stuff. Rocking it in first rock and roll with it. Well, I know I had it with it for a couple of years. I mean, it was really late, man. I was at home one time I was going to do it. I was going to do it. I was it. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. I was going to Turned around to see the frown 
Hilliard here checking out. Thank you all for listening and have a better each day. You've been listening to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. We're all just trying to make the next day a bit better. Oh, boy. Down in front of the